Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right, what is going on, guys? Back with another podcast. Today's guest is my buddy Brad Vasco. He's out in Kansas City, and he owns Vasco Speed and Performance. He builds some no prep cars and some uh, very well-known cars you've had your hands on. GM tech for a long time, so we're going to ask you some stuff about the new C8 because okay. I'm sure you're glad that you're not having to work on that <laughs> yeah. as they come out. Uh-huh. And really excited to uh, dive into some of the no prep stuff here and some of the uh, builds that he's been a part of. So where do we even start? The 10K Challenge, the Corvettes, or... Hater bars. <laughs> hater bars. It's like, Is that what they call them? The hater. The, no, the um, the butthurt bars. Yeah, they have they have a lot of names. Yeah, butthurt <laughs> bars. One of them. And uh, yeah, yeah, that's a that's a pretty good name. Yeah, it, it definitely uh, starts a conversation uh, whenever they come up. So yeah. Yeah. So the butthurt bars, the gigantic ten foot bar that they put off the back of the no prep cars to get the weight to transfer all yep. the way back. I fully don't understand all of the uh, <laughs> physics. Be- I understand it, but I couldn't explain the physics behind it. Yeah, so so Joey, the beater bomb, actually came to me with this idea. My first initial thought was, no, I'm not doing it. I don't want to do it. And he's like, well, if you don't do it, I'm going to take it to somebody who will. And I'm like, well, we're not going to do that. <laughs> yeah. So we kind of worked it out and uh, talked about it. And, and I was like, so, so run this by me again. You want to do what? Uh, and he, you know, if you're not trying to, you know, go faster and think outside the box, what, where are you at? You know what I mean? So yeah. you got to give credit where credit back. is due. Exactly, you know. And, you know, he knew where he was at, and he knew that, hey, I need to, need to do something to change some stuff. And so he came up with this wild idea. And, I mean, I'm sure people have actually thought of it and used it before in a certain way. But he actually went into, like, the mathematics side of stuff. Yep. He's really good with math. I suck at math, but he's really good at math. And uh, he uh, figured out, hey, we put the weight this far back. You know, you don't have to put as much weight in the car. And pretty ingenious idea. So That's interesting because not anything against Joey, but I didn't peg him as, like, the the guy. Like, I didn't peg him as, like, the... The brains the or the math. Ba- the good at math and, like, yes. doing the physics of yes. it. I would just imagine, like, oh, put weight back here. <laughs> It's right. good. Yeah. I mean, he drives beater bomb. It's yeah. like, you know, it's it's junky looking for a reason on the outside. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And yeah. that's kind of the persona he puts out. Yes. With the car. Yeah, exactly. At least. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I totally when when we uh he came over and we were coming up with this idea and wanted to work with me on it, you know, and we were kind of going back and forth and he's talking numbers and stuff and I'm like, "Wait, what? What? What?" And he's like, "Oh yeah." And he's like going into all these numbers and I'm like, why you like math? Like I hate math. I suck at math. And he's like, "Yo, I'm you know." And I'm you're really the fab guy. Yeah, <laughs> I should be good at math, but I'm not. You, you just know? measure a couple <laughs> times and make sure you're. So, good. I, they have a cell phone for a reason. Now, when your teacher was like, exactly. "Oh, you're never gonna need. A, you're never gonna have a calculator," you know. And yeah, well, you got one in your pocket. So, so, so he puts what, like twenty pounds back there. 
more? It, it's, Maybe that numbers are secret, I guess. Put I, to some be honest, way back there. To be honest, he kind of come out of the whole secret box a little bit, and he's kind of really like he showed his engine bay the other day, you know, a couple months back, and like I didn't even know he was going to do it. I was blown away. I'm like, come, come on, you're going to put up a picture of something else, but no, it was actually his engine bay. Um, but yeah, and you did the turbos on that. Yeah, well, I've motor. done the turbos on that thing for a while now. So yeah, like so Joey actually came to Kansas City and was doing a lot of street racing way back in the day. And when I first met him, it was a nitrous 5.3 way back in the day. And so we kind of became friends, and uh, I was kind of in the building turbo kits, and he kind of got with me and kind of just became friends and kind of worked our way through that whole deal together and uh, been doing turbo kits with him. And he's been staying loyal and been having a pretty good relationship Turbo 5.3 off the kick. I always knew that, like, the last few years, I guess, it was big cubic inch. <laughs> Because, like, you watch that thing go, and you're like, yeah, it's definitely got big cubic inch. Because you always speculate on it. He said right, for right. Jay-Z. He said all kinds of stuff to yeah, Fred. Yeah, and, and, and honestly, like, he came to me when we were doing the cage, and that was when he said, oh, yeah, this is, you know, I was at his house, and he's like, this is what we're putting in it. And I'm like, you're kidding me. And he's like, no, that's where we're going to put it. I'm like, nah, come on. we Really? We really need this? And, yeah, he did. So Big block with some gigantic turbos. Yeah. Like, X two seventy five legal looking turbos. Yeah, they were ninety fours on it. But yeah, so. I imagine once he showed it, I was like, "Oh, he's probably going to be changing it this winter," because that's normally how. That's kind of kind of what I thought. I guess I was like, "Okay, so he shows it, and then you change it to stay ahead of the pack," which is kind of what I thought too. But I feel like he's kind of made it with that car where, at the end of the day, in no prep, you can make all the horsepower you want. Yeah, it's about getting it to the ground, and I feel like. There's a number where you're probably not going to be able to put that much power, you know, on a small tire to the ground. So yeah, and you, I mean, it's weird to say, but on no prep, you kind of could come to the limit of a Fox chassis, right? People are going for the longer cars. They're doing like, yeah, weird kind of stuff. I don't know the no prep world that much. I know radial tire racing a lot better. Yeah, not well, but better. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that slick tire racing the. the yeah. squishy tire racing stuff is yeah, in my know. Yeah. yeah, it's a it's a whole other world, and it's tons of different stuff that's way you know way out of the realm. You Chassis know. are completely different. Oh yeah, I yeah. was even watching Jared Sketchyvert's car go down the other day, and his car is separating in the front like all this separation. <laughs> I'm like, dude, you're not in Nebraska anymore. Right, right. We're on a radial track. Yeah, there's prep down here. <laughs> yeah, there's glue. They know yeah. what glue is. <laughs> And it's just crazy to see, like, the the amount of separation that his front end gets. Yeah. Is, like, what people dream of their rear ends to get. Oh, yeah. <laughs> when yeah. they're down here. My car's the same way. Like, I, I have AFCOs on my car, and the front end comes up, and I need to just have them revalved because they just don't do what it should do. And it's, like, most of the time when I'm racing it, it's, you know, it's, it's not that fast of a car, but it's still fun. So, yeah. Yeah, and then to do that with a, what looks like an iron block V8 up front, that he's pulling the wheels up like yeah. that. Because yeah. even before he had the weight off the back, like it was still a lot of wheelie up front. Oh, yeah. yeah. For the amount of weight that that thing probably has on the nose. <laughs> exactly, right? I imagine it's pretty nose-heavy. The turbos are really far forward. Yeah, yeah. If you guys didn't see it, it's a Fox body with gigantic turbos and a big block. <laughs> so. yeah. Well, and, and originally when, when Joey wanted to do the turbos, he, 
he wanted them like really far back because he wanted the weight off of the nose. And I yeah, was like, like pro mod type. Yeah. Of. And I'm like, they're not, but there's the rule. You can't mess with the firewall. So I'm like, we're, it's not, they're not going to fit. Body. They're not going to fit there. You know? And he's like, Oh no, we can make them. I'm like, oh, I don't think we can make them fit. You know, and they kind of wound up where they're at. And you know, we, nobody's perfect. You, you learn things as you go. Um, and one of the things that we dealt with on his is he wanted the turbos to have that kind of angle to him, you know, and we dealt with uh, oil draining issues. So if yeah. a lot of the videos, you'll see it like smoking a lot. Um, it was because the, the turbo wasn't draining the way it should. And, you know, the turbos that were on it, the company that he had them from was like, oh, yeah, you need to, uh, you can't have more than like a 15 degree angle or whatever like that. And it's like, that's not very much when you look at it. So yeah. it was it was partially designed by him and I because that's the way he wanted it. Um, but now he's got oilless turbos the comp oilless turbos yep. so those things are pretty freaking cool yeah those are interesting they have like a zoot uh, zo- yeah fitting on you literally like pump them like five times before each race with grease so like, weird yeah he's like, where does the grease go <laughs> yeah. he says it just goes out the exhaust it's I'm just like, gone don't worry about <laughs> it disappears it's like so. a bearing on a trailer because yeah. i looked at those for my ctsv at one point but i was like well you still have to run coolant right well, at least you did when they right, first right. came uh-huh. out. I think they're coming out with oil and coolantless yeah, ones. Yeah, his are his are yeah both. Yeah. That's what I thought. I was like, well, if you still have to run coolant, you know, you're kind of what's the point? You're still running lines, right? Like it's the same amount of plumbing, right? Yeah, it's just the drain. But I think it's also back. part of it is that you can mount them in weird different ways. You know, yeah. you don't have to worry about them the drain back. Well, that's why the Corvettes and like the not Corvettes, the CTSVs were good with them because they put them by the transmission, right. Where it's hard low. to get the right, oil exactly. back into the pan mm-hmm. because, you know, they're at the under the yeah, pan, yeah. basically. They're, yeah, they're just down below the Lower the pan. than the oil yeah. pan. And then scavenge pumps are yeah. untrustworthy yeah, at that point. Like, yeah, exactly. You're like, well, Another pump this? pulling more amperage. Yep. Especially on a car that doesn't have an alternator. It's like, <laughs> yeah. you really start to yeah. get into a tough situation there. Yeah. And then um, you... Built a car for ten grand on that challenge. Yeah, yeah, that was a cool deal. That was a lot of fun, honestly. Um, it was a two or two week deal, like start to end. Horsepower and, Wars, right? Yeah, it's called the TV Horsepower show. Wars. Yeah, I think um, they only did the three seasons of it. Uh, yeah, they did three, and and COVID kind of screwed up oh, one yeah. of them, whatever. So that it, I think it had the potential to really, really be a cool series, but I think after the third one, and partially ours, the you know, everything kind of got screwed up with the cars that caught on fire and stuff like that. But yeah, I think that definitely caught on fire one season and then COVID the next season. Yeah. Definitely kind of um, yeah, kicking, that, well, kicking the balls a little bit. Does this thing walk down? Yeah, it okay, there we go. Yeah, the uh, the burning actually, in my opinion, uh, when the cars caught on fire, um, I think it was from the truck. I don't even really remember what happened. I think the semi trailer caught on fire, but the burning of them actually was kind of a blessing too because. All the got all the teams got to keep the cars. Where in the very beginning they didn't let you keep the cars. Only the winner got to keep the car. Mm-hmm. And so, um, us being able to keep the the junkyard dog was a very very cool thing for us. So, yeah, because that would be unfortunate to build it and then because like what's the TV show going to do with it? Well, and that was my car. thing. Like they had they had the cars from the previous year. And the guy going to do with it? Yeah, I'm like, what are you, what are you guys going to do? Why wouldn't you? I get maybe giving the 10k to the winner, but I think all the teams should be able to keep the car and do something because yeah. all that's going to do is promote your business, your your show more, and going out there and people racing. Oh, that was a car from that show. I mean, look know? at Beer Money. That thing's been racing beer competitively. Money is, yes, 
yeah. that's like Lyle's most winning car. Yeah, it, it, it's an amazing car, you know. And those guys were, were were super cool to meet. I mean, the whole experience was cool. Um, uh, Joe Hunt actually came to you know me and Joey and all of us and uh, jo- uh, uh, Josh and we're like, yeah, we, we you know we we, we want to do this thing. I was like, oh, it'd be cool. I don't think we're going to get on, but it'd be, it'd be cool. So yeah. kind of went through it and started making it through all the stages and eventually got to the point where it was like, you know, I think four teams had, had been, you know, were going to be able to decide if they were going to go on or go further further with the show. And one of them was actually some guys that were on Street Outlaws, um, Andrade yep. with the Cuddy. He was actually one. I'm like, oh, man, we're going to really have to push hard. Yeah, because your season was how seasons. many cars? Four cars? Yeah, four cars. Um, and but the thing is, is like you would think they would have chose four teams, but no, they kept the team from the previous year. Yeah, and then the editor got to choose one of them, and then they had a dream team, which was compiled of like a whole bunch. So only one team would actually get chosen by the people to to truly go on. Yeah. So, and I get they'd had the sponsored team, which it was it was a you know what show because there was just. I mean, none of none of the people knew each other, so they were all trying to work together, and and it just yeah. it just didn't work. You know, you you kind of have to have people that work together that know what you know how how each other work. And a couple cars like really burned down. Like, yeah, really gone. Yeah, yeah. Um, the the dream team, their car really really burnt. It was really bad, and they pretty much had to rebuild the whole thing. Which, from a competition standpoint, I mean. Was that which car was it that really burned it, down? The, it was um, the Mustang. It was the, the new SM95 edge, the new, new edge, edge Mustang, yeah. um, and then a little, little bit like the bumper of the Australian's car got burnt, and then I want to say there was some decent damage to the uh, the wagon. Yeah, the Granada. I haven't seen the wagon out. Well, that was nothing. So I mean. You was, see beer money all the time. You see I haven't beer money. seen your car that you guys built. The, the junkyard I haven't seen dog, any of the yeah. other cars. Yeah. So the junkyard dog, um, jo- Joey actually holds on to it. Um, you know, we lost Joe, and, and you know after that whole show yeah. kind of happened. So Joey was really, really close to Joe. It was you know it was his best friend. They went racing all the time. So um, Joey actually ended up. You know, we, we felt that it was right for him to keep it because it was a lot of memories that we all had with that car and Joe. Yeah. So Joe And it was an F body, right? Uh it was a G body. Oh, that was a G body. Yeah, yeah it was a seventy nine cutlass. Seventy nine cutlass. Yeah. So um but it had a we built it with a four eight and then it had an eighty millimeter turbo and so Joey, you know, actually is the caretaker of it and kinda his idea was to kinda keep it the way it was on the show and not really do anything and see what we could get it to do. Um, where I think now he's had it a while that we're kind of like, hey, let's you know, let's see what we can do with it and try and kind of do what they did with yeah. their money. I feel I feel like we should get out there and you know race it some, but he's got his hands full with <laughs> the Peter bomb, so it's kind of like, eh, you know, <laughs> yeah, are you gonna go race some ten thousand dollar G body? <laughs> yeah, yeah, and win nothing maybe. Like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> or so. go out there with a car that has like an eight. Eighty yeah. percent chance of winning. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it's like eh, I'll pick this one. You know, it's hard. Yeah, you gotta maybe do that like a drag and drive with it or something yeah, just to something, have fun. Some, something that. But yeah, I, I, that's uh, one of the conversations that we had is, is you know trying to get that car out more and and I feel like do it justice and let the world see what we did in ten days because we actually got it done in eight. So like we were we got it done before way before anybody else. Did, yeah. So, so you guys got to like button it up for real. Yeah. Yeah. So it was a it was a pretty cool pretty cool experience. We had a lot of fun and obviously got to keep the car. So that was that was the biggest thing for us. And yeah, I mean that's a win win at that point. You yeah. I mean, ten but, days. But at the same time, you got to look at it. 
you send somebody out there for two weeks of their life to do that. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, I feel like it's just you, they should have given it to you. So yeah, I think it's crazy to like the producers to even think to keep those cars. Yeah, and like you said, what are they going to do with it? You Unless mean, it's a liability to let the cars go. But I don't, I don't think know. so. I don't know. It it almost feels like it's just a safety hazard to me, giving. 10 days and $10,000 to try to go as fast as possible. <laughs> now, I will say this. It, 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 it sounds scary in a it way. It does, but they, they did supply you with, like, safety stuff. So, like, the cage, that wasn't part of the $10,000. Um, you know, there's things that they, they, they would give you that weren't part of the $10,000. Yeah. So, true, and, you know, you count labor. I mean, all those guys Oh, working. yeah, I mean, if you count labor, yeah, it's, it's, like, way over. 30 grand right away. <laughs> exactly, you know. But the fact that you can build a car that quick and, and do it and actually go out there and race is, uh, is actually a pretty cool deal. So, but, yeah. Yeah, that was, that was definitely cool. I would like to see the show come back. Yeah, it's tough I think, to find teams, realistically. I think, I, I think there's something there. I truly do. I think, like, if you could get the, – the whole sponsorship side of it, I feel, is a big deal because you need that. I mean, yeah. like, Summit was amazing. Like, literally, if we needed something that overnighted it to us – I mean, we were, like – we had a 45-minute drive every day to the spot where we built the car from the house we were staying at. And every morning we would be on the phone with Summit saying, hey, we need this, 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 this. And the next day it was there. It was mm-hmm. really, really cool. Where would you guys build them at? Um, Marietta, California. Oh, so it's a little bit. It's yeah. over there by LA, kind of. And then they sent him to South Georgia Motorsports Park. Well, to so race. Uh, in, but I think that was the publicity stunt side of it because um, I think they were filming. Uh, they were doing the live feed. The company that was doing the show was doing the live feed for uh, the Ducks race, and so we were supposed to have had the race in the fall. But since the fire happened, they moved it to the spring. So it was lights out. That we ended up going to, I believe, yeah, like yeah. in the fall. Yep. So, yeah, or the spring, whichever. Yeah, for lights is. out or whatever they do. Yeah. In the yeah. So I think they kind of worked out a deal. One of ducks races. Yeah, it was a ducks race. They worked out a deal. They're like, hey, you know, we want these cars to be at the show for you know whatever they worked out, which it was cool. It was there, but it was just it was a lot that it was clear down in Georgia. So I mean, one side of the country to the other. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. Yeah, and then um, I think. Was it Mac TV that also had a little S10 that they built on there? Somebody built an S10 with the turbo L on the roof. I believe roof. that was the next year. That was so the, that was the third year. Yeah, yeah, that was the final season that they've yeah, done with it. Yeah, yeah. And, and like I said, if you could like get somebody to do that and like have like a deal, but you almost have to do it like in that setting. You almost have to have you know all the teams in the same area. Hey, start working, stop working. You know, because mm-hmm. otherwise, you know, drag racers. <laughs> We're going to find a way to cheat. You know, oh, yeah. That's just part of it. I mean, I imagine everybody was cheating in some way. Getting oh, cards yeah. for cheap. Yeah. Like, oh, I had this motor at my shop that was only $200. And, and, and to be honest, for us, I felt like, and I'm not just saying it because I was on the team, I felt like we followed the rules pretty, pretty, pretty normal. Um, there were a lot of teams that were doing some scandalous stuff that was like, really, you're going to let them get away with this, you know? Just like right I mean, out in the open. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, and, and it is part of the game. Not. I imagine it would happen. Like, I don't think for a second, if I was going, I wouldn't use sponsors that I already have. Like, I know that that was kind of a big one. Like, that, that was a big thing that they didn't want to do. And obviously, like you, you get know, free parts from your sponsors. And they, it's... they tried to prevent that as much as possible. <laughs> but there was one team, the, the dream team. The Comp Cam's Dream Team, the one that sponsored the show, they literally um, they had a an engine from a junkyard that they bought for two hundred dollars show up 
and it was kind of like when they took it apart, they started seeing some stuff that somebody had gone through it. And done oh, wow, it has stuff. billet rods. That's yeah, so weird. And it wasn't that crazy, <laughs> yeah. but they, were, they had done stuff to it, and it's like, well, how they blatantly cheated, and you caught them, yeah. and they were like, well, we're going we're gonna to find them this much. And it Are wasn't those all brand new bearings in there? Yeah, weird. Yeah, it's it like, come on. The rings know? gapped already, huh? Yeah. That's interesting. So, whereas us, we literally went, so we rented a Suburban, and we, we went to this guy's house, and we bought a junkyard 4.8, and we put it into the back of this, this rental suburban with a, with a forklift and just set it in the back of this thing because we didn't have anything else to do. Yeah, that so was we, it. You know, we literally, you know, bought it parts from California and did it that way. So it was, it was pretty cool. But. Yeah, that makes it weird being in California, too. It does, yeah. It's so out of everyone's, like, yeah. range. Yeah, it was. For the most part. It I was mean. the first time I've ever been out there. And uh, it was, it was, there was some cool stuff that we got to see out there. We got to go by, like, Iskaderian racing cams. Got to see that. Um there was a, a, a street out there that they famously street race on, so we got to go see that and mm-hmm. walk by that. That was pretty cool. And, and even even people with, like, big social media followings, you can find things easily. Like, yeah. You know, you go out there with somebody that has a lot of followers, and it's like, hey, I need a motor yeah. for cheap. Exactly, yeah. What's out there in this area, and it's like you have a really good chance of somebody that's got some cheap big blocks in exactly. around. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, yeah, but... For the most part, that didn't necessarily happen, I don't think. It um, could. That, it could. That's though. some of the things yeah. that they would have to work. That's some of the rules that they would have to figure out for. Right. And see, down here in Florida, four. it would work. I think you could make it happen. I think yeah. you could make it because you have, you know, the weather and with the traffic, with the track and everything that's down here, I think you could probably. Yeah, you could rent a it. shop in Bradenton, have four teams down mm-hmm. here, and then. Yeah. easily have the track right there for sure there's and when we were there, builders around here and stuff when we were there we actually had they had four lifts but the next year they made them do it all on the ground and i'm like oh no <laughs> i'm not it's doing up when they take <laughs> the lifts out <laughs> yeah it's like it's like moved to a different shop <laughs> where, where they're all in the same room yeah. i'm like i don't know about this doing it on the ground stuff that's nice but, of them yeah yeah so producers luckily, yeah exactly it's like the so but yeah it was it was definitely a cool experience and we had a lot of fun and like i said i'd do it again i think I say, I think I would. Um, be cool to bring all the cars back that are all out there. All, yeah, all yeah. three season cars. Yeah, but I see. I don't know if the the last the third season got to keep theirs. Well, at this point, also beer money's probably got a lot more into it. Oh than yeah, it. yeah. But I mean, we could we could we can get the old junkyard dog going again. And, yeah. And the, and the guys from Australia, awesome. You've been to Australia. Mm-hmm. I haven't got to go there yet, but the dudes from Australia are freaking. They're they're badass. They're yeah. they're cool dudes. Uh, genuine, you know. A load of fun. Um, they'll help you out. You know what I mean. That was a real cool experience. Is they didn't care. You know, they just they, you, even though you're competitors, they were still you yeah. know, give you some tips or advice. And you know, of course, the way they talk was fun too. So <laughs> yeah, they they not to stereotype, but they uh, they definitely like to party. Oh yeah, all the, all oh, the yeah. car guys in Australia that I knew. Yeah, really like to. Really yeah. like to party and tear it up. Oh yeah, and, and so, they like to tear up their cars. <laughs> I saw a lot of that. Yeah. But in Australia, it's crazy because. They didn't get iron blocks. Oh, really? No, because they didn't have SUVs. Oh, wow. So the only LSs they got were like LS1s or LS3s. Wow. So the iron block stuff like is a U.S. market thing. Okay. So they kind of got cheated a little bit. Yeah. It's tough to build LS platforms off of an LS1. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, that, that's true. They, get do, that they have that, that, is it the Barra? Yeah. That thing's freaking cool. It's like a 4.2 liter yeah, I think inline that, six. Yeah, I think that'd be cool to build one of those. Yeah. If I didn't have an inline six car already, I'd probably try to import one. But yeah. how many inline six cars do well, I Well, yeah, need? yeah. It's kind of like, where do you get parts for this thing at? Yeah, yeah. I already got the better version yeah. of Toyota. <laughs> <laughs> so 
Toyota's top of the top of the game. Yeah, for sure, for sure. So, if you were to do another ten thousand dollar car, what would you build? Hmm. Gets tough because ten thousand dollar car. Thinking about the budget is kind of fun in itself, right? If you were trying to go the thing with A this, to B as fast as everything possible, everything now is so skewed. I mean, like, yeah. you can't get a Fox body. You know what I mean? Back in the day, you could get Fox bodies dirt cheap. Now you can't get, you can't find a Fox body. And even like, even these things are hard to find. And, yeah. and I love these just as much as you. I mean, we're catfish yeah. guys, you know. Ford um, are great, but <laughs> the problem is with a budget Ford gen is they have a shitty rear end. Yeah, yeah. Like a budget Fox body. At least is like something. Yeah, but you can do an eight eight in them. You can, but you have to get that. Yeah. So, but they're only like hundred bucks. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, I don't know where you would go with that. I don't know, uh, but the G body was cool. Um, but it also kind of depends on how the situation was because when we did it, we didn't have a choice. They only had four cars, so it was like you choose one of these cars and that's what you get. Oh, that makes so, sense. So, which was kind of cool because then you like have a game plan of which one you want. But then you know, with the challenges, if somebody won that car that you were planning on getting, it put a wrench in your whole build. You know, uh, so for me, I, I I'd probably stick with some sort of a Mustang, like maybe a, the SN ninety fives are fairly yeah reasonable to that's get. a cheap one um unfortunately the v6s then you have to get an 88 yeah because you get yeah. the seven and a half inch rear exactly. end exactly <laughs> but yeah the fortune f bodies are cool and we're getting to that point where everything in the 80s is cool now so mm-hmm. i mean the obs trucks are through the roof you know uh, irox are through the roof any of that third stuff. gens are crazy yeah, right now you know it's crazy you know so um, i've never thought a third gen looked that good really no never really never as a third oh, gen guy on. Maybe because I'm maybe because I'm late '90s born. Yeah. Well, so. that could be part. My wife and I were arguing about the other day. She's like, "There's no good-looking cars that came out of the '80s." I'm like, "Are you kidding me?" I mean, the Grand National. That's the, the only Iraq, one I was thinking. The Fox Body. I mean, the Japanese F40, cars. The Ferrari F40 came out of the 80s. the Lamborghini Countach. Japanese cars. There was great ones. There, that too. Yes. It was great 240s yes. and um, Supras yes. and things of those level. Yeah. But U.S. I. Corvettes kind of sucked. I'm not. A, I'm not a C4 fan. I am not a C4. Fan Most people aren't. No, <laughs> only people no. that are C4 fans are people that happen to own one. Yeah, and they still think they're worth a lot, and that's the bad thing. Like you, I'm like, oh man, you can buy a C4 and hack it up, make it maybe cool. No, they still want a lot of money for them, so. and they just don't have like good geometry for anything. No, no. As far as like engine bay, no, but like, they are like engine bay is weird. Getting in and out is the worst thing. Yeah, like, that, you're like that. that yeah. You like fall down into it, and then the dash gets in your way. You got to kind of yeah. Yeah, C fours just don't really. You never see them at the racetrack doing anything. Yeah, there's a reason. <laughs> in like a in like an OEM ish form. Right, right. Like yeah, yeah. you don't see them like oh a cage and stuff. Yeah, you got two handles too. Oh, okay, that's probably my problem. It might be. Oh, that was what it was. I only had one tight. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, C fours just never did it for me. The yeah. F bodies, it's an acquired taste. Yeah. It really is. Yeah. Until you own one, I think you. You really can't appreciate it. Yeah, yeah. I like the torque arm. Yeah. Being inside a Mustang makes me not want to drive them. <laughs> the Fox bodies are too tight. Yeah, they, they are. They the are. SN95s are too tight. Yeah. The interior is too small. I fit yeah. so much better in my car Yeah. than I do in my Mustang. Yeah. Yeah, they're definitely fun, though. But yeah, so if, if it came down to me, I'd probably say a fourth gen just because I think you can get them for a decent price. Um, plus... If you've been around them, you kind of you know you kind of know your way around them, and mm-hmm. makes it easier to do them. They fit a good tire. Yeah. No matter what, though, if you want to try and be original nowadays, everybody's done something. So, 
you really can't, you know. That's why I like the wagon with the big block. I yeah, that was kind of cool, like a big block nitrous wagon they, with they, they, didn't they, have they, a carburetor. They on definitely it? stepped outside of the box with that, and they did really, really good with it. Um, they ran into some issues too, just like you know, I mean, everybody does when you build a car in ten days. Plus, plus the fact that it caught on fire. Plus the fact that we were supposed to race right then and there afterwards, and then it wasn't until you know six months to a year later, it seemed like before we actually got to. Yeah, race. you don't even remember what the car is. Yeah, at that it, point. What, what wires you ran where and why for what? So, yeah. yeah. Exactly, because some people that don't know wiring probably did a pretty bad job in there. You gotta get in, touch some <laughs> yeah. wires together, and yeah, stuff. That's exactly. how my car would be. Yeah, if I had to build one in ten days. Yeah, should I built one in six months? Yeah, and you have but to do you that. also gotta realize that you have people on a team that okay, hey, this guy can wire, this guy can tune. Yeah, and you kind of have people designated to do stuff, and it everybody was all hands on deck doing it. So it's actually a lot of fun, and you, you know, you do a pretty good job. I feel so. So if you were to build a car now, it'd be a 5.3, fourth gen. Yeah, I mean, if you're going on Simple a 10K budget, 10K. yeah. I, I really, really want to do a drag and drive car. Personally, that's my next mm-hmm. kind of one that I want to do. Um, I, I've wanted to do one for so long, um, but now it's to the point where it's like, all right, I have my car, and, and it's fine, Yeah, but... I would like to just start with something fresh. And so then I guess that would be the next question is what chassis do you go with? I really want to do like a wagon mm-hmm. and, um, have you ever had to return a forgotten bag of adult play toys to a pair of sweet old grandparents? Or have you spent your summer cleaning up protein spills at an amusement park? How about going to work every day in a flea infested casino? Hopefully you haven't, but our guests have. Welcome to the Insiders Podcast. Each episode, we bring you an explicit account from a hotel and hospitality industry insider. To listen to these stories and more, go to theinsiders.com to subscribe. That's the Insiders, I-N-N-S-I-D-E-R-S.com. I don't know. The Blazer that Garrett has is a pretty good drag and drive car. Yeah. Got yeah. a good amount of space in the back. Yeah. You can tow something with it. Yeah. Because it's actually has yeah. a chassis yeah. for towing. Yeah, that's true. It's a pretty good car because they have a lot of parts for them, too. Yeah. Yeah. And see, that's also part of it is uh, you start thinking about, like, if you could do something that you could get parts for it easily because in case it does break, yeah. then you can go and get something for it, you know. Well, that's how my Mustang was. I was like, I want stock brakes on it. Yeah. I want stock steering components. Yep. like trying to keep it relatively easy. Exactly. To maintain yeah. and work on. You want to be able to rebuild it at the parts store if you have to. Exactly. Know? Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. that's why an American car where they're, they're in the junkyard is nice, too. Yeah, yeah. Because I was at a junkyard, actually, on my first Dragon Drive. <laughs> <laughs> getting, getting parts? Getting a wheel. Oh, yeah. yeah. I do remember that. Yeah, yeah. I had a yeah. caliper go through the wheel. Yeah. So that's always fun. <laughs> yeah. At least you had stock ones on it, like, so they were cheap. Not yeah. Like you had some, like, you know, welds or something. Didn't go through a way. weld. Yeah. And that was funny, too, because people were like, should have had good wheels on there. I'm like, yeah, but it's just destroyed yeah. a good <laughs> It would just a brake caliper. I didn't care. Yeah, didn't care what wheel was in it in front of it. Yeah. No, I've always I really liked wagons, um, and I kind of like the idea of the outside not being so nice. Mm-hmm. Um, because you know when you go to the track, you get rubber on it, you get prep on it. Yep. Um, if you're working on it, you drop a wrench on the fender. Who cares? Um, That's how my you have car a really, is. When you have a really nice car or a really nice paint job, uh, it just just makes you more paranoid about that kind of stuff and. You can kind of enjoy the car or enjoy the sport more, I feel, if you don't really have to worry about it as much. But I do really like nice, clean drag cars, but for owning one, it's I think it's tough. Cool. Yeah, it's a balance how nice you want it to how easy 
right. it is. Because, like, exactly. you know, I open trailer my car a thousand miles. Right. And it's not easy on a car. No, no, for sure. So no. it makes it pretty nice to just, like, have something you don't super care, like, super care about every little scratch and right. stuff. yeah. But then sometimes I'm like, man, I wish I really got a better example when I yeah. started. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because now I got, like... You know, the motor swap isn't much, but, like, once you do the cage and stuff, then mm-hmm. you're kind of stuck to that chassis. Yeah, yeah. You kind of end up like Joey Heichel. <laughs> with yeah. the outside looking like crap, and then it's, like, a pro mod on the inside, yeah. Exactly. It's like, are those carbon for- floors and rusted quarter panels? <laughs> yes. That's a weird combo. Yeah. It works. <laughs> I mean, hey, it just yeah. doesn't matter. It works, yeah. and that's what I always try to tell people. A, a running car is better than a freaking clean car on jack stands. That's true. Yep, that is very true. Yep. So, um, I was very close to buying a blown up base model CTS wagon for a thousand dollars. Really? And it sold before I could get there. It was a black Ooh. blown up CTS wagon. That would be a cool one. I know. I was like thousand dollars. I didn't have any plan for it at the time, but I was right. like thousand dollars. That's a pretty good one. Clean car, blown up. Yeah. All you have to do is put a bumper on it, and yeah. it's a V. They look yeah. The V wagons used the base model rear bumpers, okay, as opposed to every other CTS V that used its own. Oh, okay, rear I didn't bumper. know that. So it's literally just a front bumper. Oh, and, the, and some <laughs> emblems, and it looks yeah. like it. yeah, and it's a V clone. Hmm, that's pretty cool. I know. It's like it's like it'd be a cool burnout car. Yeah. Or just a race car. Yeah. Or yeah. something to ruin and. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Yeah, that'd be pretty sweet. I do, I, so... I when you're a, thinking wagon, I, I assume G-Body or something along those lines. I actually, so, oddly enough, so I've, I'm, I've worked for GM at a dealership for 15 years, so I'm you know, GM tech my whole life. And I really, if, if it goes fast, I'm cool with it. So I'm really into the coyotes. Uh, uh, I've been impressed with what they do and I kind of want to step outside my box and do something coyote, obviously turbo, I build turbo kits. So I enjoy doing that. So I'd like to do a turbo coyote in something. And so that's a wide motor. Yeah. So trying to find an engine bay that you can put it into without having to like make a whole tube chassis car. Uh, so I actually kind of like like the Granada or something like that. Something I think would be kind of cool to do one in and be able to do drag and drives. And I got dogs, so I think it'd be cool to throw the dogs in the back and yeah, you know, like go, a street go of a wagon. Yeah, just driving around back home in Kansas City or bring it down here and just driving around and just enjoy it. But yeah, so yeah, I think early that, GM wagons didn't give you much like 
room strut yeah, tower wise. Exactly. And coyotes need all the strut tower. Yeah, exactly. Room. So I thought about hey doing one of these, but I measured. You can't do tight. it. No. Yeah. It's like you're hacking everything out. I'm like I don't really want to go that far with it. So it'd be nice to find something with a bigger engine bay. I feel that I could do a, do something like that. And because I had that blue one and I measured. Uh huh. I did a bunch of measuring and I was like, it's just <laughs> What'd you do with the blue not one? gonna happen. I sold it. I oh, made okay. I made like six hundred bucks off it. Uh, that's pretty good. Yeah. I was like, all right, whatever. It's yeah. gone. <laughs> Yeah, I'll take a six hundred dollar profit off of having a car. Yeah, that's not. You mean cleaned it up? Yeah, yeah. It was yeah, a cool car. Yeah, I totally forgot about that it's one. The that only time one. I've ever owned a non-base model. <laughs> <laughs> it, was the, yeah. it was the, the moldy, non-base uh, model of the race cars that I was going to build, and it yeah. didn't feel right. Yeah, it had T-tops. Yeah. It wasn't for me. Yeah, I get it. I get it. So no yeah. T-tops on an F-body. Yeah, yeah. My car's a T-top car. It makes it easier for, for putting the cage in, so I like that side of it. But at the same time, I get I don't ever take them out. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't got a mullet, so I'm, I'm not going to let it blow in the wind. But Yeah, after I was at the track and the guy's T-top came off in front of me and shattered on the track, I was like, I hate T-tops. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was in the burnout box and I just watched all this glass shatter. I was like, Yeah, Ugh. yeah. The good old didn't latch it down. <laughs> I, it may have been. <laughs> Who yeah. knows? They're old cars. Yeah. They flex yeah. a lot. It could have just flexed and popped out of there, yeah. But, That's the other yeah. thing. They flex a lot. I just put subframe connectors on this one yeah. like a few months ago and trying to take as much flex out of it as possible. Yeah. Yeah. So up that way, do you guys do really any radial racing up that way? It seems like it's all street and <sighs> I, um, I-29. Yeah. I mean... So in Kansas City, we used to have a drag strip, and they closed it down because the city and, you know, just the typical political crap that they don't like them, you know, and that kills the sport. Um, Yeah, drag racing is scary. Yeah, and then they were supposedly building a new track, and then COVID happened, so I haven't heard anything about it. So there's not really – there's tracks within an hour from Kansas City, I would say, Mm -hmm. Um, but most of them are not – they're not really, like – you know, Bradenton. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, so most tracks aren't. <laughs> no, but I mean, it's like the, the shutdowns are really short, you know, they're eighth mm-hmm. mile or, you know, there's a lot of, you know, thing, and then the, the, the whole track itself is, you know, sketchy, you know? So, yep. uh, but yeah, no prep or low prep is mainly what we're around. There's not a really a whole lot of real sticky surfaces to go. Cause I 29 is one of the fairly close, yeah, that one's that one's decently close. It's about three hours from Kansas City. Yeah, that's um, like me going to Orlando. Yeah, and it's it's a better track in my opinion. Um, uh, there's US thirty six, which has a really really short shutdown. Like literally at the end of the eighth mile, both both lanes go together to one, and then you got to try and turn around, and not go into a cornfield. Nice. So <laughs> it's like uh, a lot of you know if you're moving. You know, I'm sure it was perfect when they built it 15 years ago. (laughs) Exactly, but now it's like, hey, when your 10 second car was, yeah, yeah, (laughs) something serious. Yeah, my my car runs like six O's, and I'm like, oh my god, you know, I still got me like power brakes and everything, and I'm on the brakes, and I'm like, these people going down there, you know, at really fast speeds. So when it comes to who's the craziest person, yeah, wins the race. Exactly, that's when it starts to get a little sketchy because. I was thinking about going up to Ice Cream Cruise, and I'm like, I don't know. Like, there's just not that racing for me. Right. Like, go up there with a radial tire setup car. It's like, yeah, it's tough. Like, what am I going to do up there? Yeah, but, I mean, it's more, uh, I mean, it's fun. I mean, Oh, the event is great. Yeah. It's a long way for me to haul my car. It it is. It is a long, long way to to haul the car. The event is awesome. 
but yeah. for me personally with my car setup, yeah. I don't think the racing would be great for me. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 Go get beat sense. up by a Joey Heichel. Or <laughs> well, and that's one thing he's kind of stopped doing is he's kind of like realizing that he, because he typically dominates the, the, the race, that he kind of steps out of it and he just lets other people kind of race. And so some of them he's not racing at. Yeah, he's he's kind of like, like the coordinator of the event. Yeah, so, which is cool for the sport because it brings more people to it, so... Are you a car enthusiast looking for an exciting new podcast to listen to? Check out the Test Drive podcast hosted by Lepo Den. This podcast is packed with discussions about some of the most iconic vehicles in automotive history and inside knowledge from behind the scenes. From the Mustang to the Camaro, we cover it all. So buckle up and enjoy the ride. Listen to Test Drive on your favorite podcast app today. Yeah, that's tough because, you know, you got to step aside and... Yeah. In the no-time racing and the no-prep racing, there's not really rules for what you can have engine-wise. Ba- engine right. Yeah. Like, we kind of have some in streetcar, but not really. It's right. pretty wide open. Yeah. I would say it's one of the more wide open races. Yeah. Like, sanctioned exactly, racing. Yeah. You, can, you can have really any engine combo, which is a little... A little insane. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Gets a little crazy out there when you have 3,000 horsepower streetcars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not, not saying any names or anything, but uh, Cleus McFarlane. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when yeah. you have a big block with Promont turbos. Yeah, yeah. But they're they're working on rule adjustments yeah. for that. They kind of need to. Yeah, I mean, because eventually everybody wants to, you know, participate. So, uh, but if there's no point in going and racing in a race that if you're not going to win or you have no chance of winning yeah you know i mean you look at any of the really high dollar racing anywhere and they make the rules so tight that they're within like one thou of each other right right and that's really crazy that they yeah. can make the rules for ultra street pro uh-huh. 275 ldr yeah so close that they're within one thou but that's where it gets extremely expensive right right that's where you're going through like four different converters trying to figure out what's right, right. for you. Exactly. You know, you're yeah. change, You're putting 10 pounds there that was <laughs> yeah. there. Try this. Like, yeah. you got your shocks valve 10 times a season trying to try different yep. things. Like, that's where it gets, like, that's where class racing gets terrible. Yeah, yeah, it can. It's, it definitely uh, gets a little rough. So, you were talking about Joe, and how, how long ago was Joe's accident? That was 2019, like, I believe, is when it happened. I think that was when I was first building my F body, and I was like, "Oh man!" Like, yeah, kind of made me think a lot about building cars and what kind of racing and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah, uh, it it was hard on all of us. I mean, Joey in particular, but uh, it was one of those deals where, um, obviously wasn't expecting that you know young you know living living an amazing uh, yeah, life doing everything crazy. yeah and you know it happened and you know it shook all of us up and you know we were you know really close because of the horsepower wars deal and then that happened uh mm-hmm. so but yeah uh i i you know his car i don't know if and more cage would have helped it or you know you never know but yeah i mean the cage that was in it he was going faster than what he should have um, so that really kind of like opens your eyes 
and it makes you kind of realize you only get one life, you know what I mean? So it's like you might as well, you know, put money into safety and, and make cars safer as much as you can. You know what I mean? Yeah. Anything can happen, but at least don't you, go out there and, and you play you know. the stepping stone game almost where like suddenly you have more power. Yes. Then you're out of cage. Suddenly you have your more cage and then you're kind of out of power for yeah. your cage and you play that weird stepping stone game and sometimes people take too many steps in yeah. one direction. Because horsepower nowadays is so easy to make. Mm-hmm. And everybody overlooks the, you know, not everybody. Most people overlook safety's the safety. Safety's hard. It safety is. is. It's like, expensive too. It's, I mean, I mean, yeah. I install cages. I know it isn't cheap. I mean, mm-hmm. it's it's one of those things that you know, it's it's like we talked about. You said it's kind of an unfair advantage. Whereas I'm putting money into safety equipment, and this person's you know putting money into horsepower. Well, yeah, I put weight on myself and didn't gain anything, and mm-hmm. you you did, and you you know it gives you an advantage. I know one of the bars at the fab shop. They're like, yeah, like this bar takes like six hours. Yeah, and it's like. Ugh. Yeah, that sucks. Like, yeah, that is a that is a ball breaker right there to pay a fab <laughs> shop six hours of labor yeah. to put in one bar. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, it's those things that you know. Yeah, you got to do them, and, and you pay the people that do them right. Yeah, you don't just pay some random guy like building an engine. You can just, you know, if your engine fails, it's whatever. Yeah, at the end of the day, like it's not like yeah, super yeah. big issue. Yeah, did you guys like? upgrade a lot of safety after that or kind so, of rethink some so, things where you race because i know that yeah so that happened and uh we're but where uh, he was racing was a little weird too yeah it, that yeah, it was another one of those things kind of weird the whole situation that happened and how it happened and i mean you know it happened at the end of the track or the street per se you know so um it was, he was like a legal street race right yeah it was a legal street race and you know he was you know, when you're at the very end of the track, that's when everything, you know, everything is going well. Personally, I, that's one of the reasons I like eighth mile better than quarter mile is because in my eyes, after the eighth mile, it's just, mm-hmm. for the most part, purely speed. <laughs> yeah. A lot, of, a lot of bad stuff can happen at that point. Um, and, and, you know, but it's just a matter of opinion. But, yeah, so uh, after that had happened, I actually had went to Joey and said, hey, man. Because his his was under uh, way under also you yeah know? and I was like we need we're gonna well, when to... you no know time race you can kind of get away with yeah you can kind of get away with safety because the safety crew doesn't really know what you're doing right they don't know what the car's running no you know they have no idea so it's up to the you know the driver you know and the guy next to you to try and figure out you know what's the best thing to do and yeah when you strap in that thing it's kind of yeah. on you at that point I always tell people. You're not getting one past the safety guy. You're yeah. just kind of doing it to yourself. Right, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, so it's good that at least Joey. Yeah. Well, and when we did it, I, I said, you know, whatever, the, let's go beyond, beyond. You know, it's like, let's go with the most cage we can go with this on this mm-hmm. car and do it. And, we, and I said, well, I don't care how long it takes. We're just going to do it. You know, we, you know, we did. He came down every weekend for, what, four months, you know, from Omaha to Kansas City. What for, did it have? Just like an eight-point cage in it before? It was an 850 cage, yeah. It was going pretty fast with an 850. And then the street's <laughs> yeah. tough, though, because almost no amount of safety is really going to do it, like, on some of those street roads like right. that where there's just, like, a ditch yeah, or a I telephone mean, pole. Yeah, I mean, poles or any of that stuff, you know, it's just, it's crazy that instantly something can just change you know mm-hmm. you, can, you know you can have engine blow and get on the tire and you're 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 gone or you know a bar break or something you know mm-hmm. car goes into the wall or something so yeah i mean i had my car on fire at tx2k fires a couple years one. back it was transmission overflow mm-hmm. right onto the exhaust and yep that was exciting that yeah was, um 
really yeah. livened up that pass. <laughs> yeah. Then you're thinking, how quick can I get out of this thing? You yeah. Know? And that's another thing with a cage. You know, you got to be able to get out of that thing. You know, so. Mm -hmm. Yeah, some people are uh, pretty slow. I've seen some fires where people are a little slow again out of there. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. racers aren't always exactly the most in-shape people <laughs> to be climbing right. out of a car yeah. that's on fire. Exactly, yeah. 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 Well, let's switch to um, not that because I, I feel feel bad bringing that up because I, don't, I didn't know him really. I knew of his car, and I was always like a huge fan of the car yeah. because... Damn, that's the coolest F body right there. Yeah, oh yeah, and it was a true Firehawk too. That was that was, it was a cool, cool car, and uh, you know him and him and Joey were literally like attached to the hip, ran around everywhere mm -hmm. together. So it, it was a a great part of my life to be able to know him and and hang out with him. So yeah, yeah, it's a really cool deal and very very unfortunate, but un it's just crazy. Like everybody, when you get in the car, like that's like yeah, always your potential. It, 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 the thing is, is it's our passion. We love doing it. You know what I mean? And you, you can go out doing what you love. You know what I mean? And I'm not saying that's something you want to do. But, no. I mean, when you strap in, that's what you're doing. So. Yeah. Well, you have been a GM tech for how long? Or you were a GM tech <laughs> was, until yeah. recently. For... Yeah. So uh, I, I went through this thing called the ASAP program because I was in college, like a community college, and I didn't know what I wanted to do. And so I took an automotive class just to like fill up some time and I ended up kind of enjoying it. And then I, two year program came a GM tech and started in like Oh seven. And so for 15 years, a GM tech and certified in pretty much all the areas to, to work on them. So I got master level GM tech. Yeah, I didn't do, there's some that you have to like go and do like to become a master tech. You have to like go and take all these crazy tests. I'm like, well, I'm not really worried about yeah. all that stuff, but I had the, you know, most of the check marks. So, but yeah. And you just had the most recent C8 too. Did you guys get rid of yours? Yeah. So, um, I, when I was working at the dealership, the C8, uh, the, you know, came out and I was like, yeah, get one of those. I, I'm a Corvette fan, you know, I've, I've got a C6 Z06. So I was like, that would be another cool one to have, you know? So my wife and I were kind of sitting there talking about it one night and I was trying to, at the time I was trying to push her into getting a truck. I was like, we should get a truck. And then, you know, a few drinks later, she's like, we should get a Corvette. And I'm like, yes. Mm, yeah. You know, those are, <laughs> they're really close. <laughs> yeah. So somehow, you know, somehow wound up getting the price wise. Getting, they're about the same. Yeah. Yeah. About the same. So yeah. So we got a, the a orange C8 and a phenomenal car. Really, really cool car. I know you're not a Corvette fan, but they are a cool car. I, I, I was there for the unveiling of them. Yeah, but... Yeah, in Vegas. Yeah. And I was like, this is really cool. And then, like, after driving it, I was like, all right, I don't need one. Yeah. Like, I didn't feel the need for one. Yeah, I get that. Um, truly, I wanted a ZO. That was my thing, but they hadn't came out yet. And I was like, oh, this will be a stepping stone. We'll get this one, and then we'll get the ZO. Mm -hmm. um, not knowing that they were going to be so hard to get, you know, so... But, yeah, we waited like nine months to get get that one and it showed up and it's the first car probably the only car i ever bought brand new mm -hmm. um and i was a tech at the time so i got to do the pdi so i got to pull all the stickers off of it it had two miles on it and i'm like oh this is so cool and mm -hmm. got to fill it up with the first tank of gas so it's something you don't normally ever get to do so yeah but, especially on like a flagship car like oh that. yeah like, yeah such a big such a big car for gm it, it was it was uh and they did an amazing job with it. That's a, yeah. it's a really, really a cool The only car. thing that got me was those buttons on the inside. The, the straight line oh, of buttons. Yeah. The thing is, you they, can it use always the screen. It weird. You could use the screen. Yeah. So if you have the screen, I don't... And, and I, I think most people that own Corvettes are probably older, so I get why they have the buttons. And I personally like the buttons, but I would have rather had them on the screen. 
It was just a weird spot for them. Yeah, they're, that, they're, was, that was kind of strange, but, I mean, it worked. Because yeah. you had both. You could use these or those. Mm -hmm. They were just kind of an eyesore, but, yeah. But now, they're hybrid. I think it's cool. I, and, and I'm the... I am... I'm not a huge against EV or any of the electric stuff because it's progression, and I think it's cool. Obviously, just I don't yeah. think the world's ready for us to just get rid of... No, I think hybrid's the way to go. But is GM qualified at this time to make a hybrid sports car? I think so. Have their hybrids been... Well... What other hybrid... Like, what's their resume so, for hybrid okay. cars look like? I'll give you this. <laughs> You're right. You so know, they, like, they had, they had, I think it was like in 2010, they had a hybrid Tahoe. Dumbest thing ever. I mean, it was more money. It only got like one mile to the mm -hmm. gallon better. You couldn't have 22s on it. I mean, it... Yeah, no, I, I'm with you on that one. They saved more. They they saved more on that car by making it aerodynamic. Yes, they than did. they did by making yes. it hybrid. Yes. They agree. made it more efficient by just getting yes. rid of the roof, the roof things, <laughs> yeah. the runners, yeah. and putting a bigger yeah front the, the front dam. bumper yeah had a bigger dam on it. <laughs> I think yeah. that's and they more of the savings. hybrid thing on the side of them. It's like eh, you know, and but, then yeah. they put some transmission in there that had metal. Like, yeah, um, it. I think the transmission was the hybrid motor. Yeah. Which, yeah, it had because yeah, it had a motor inside the transmission, yeah. and you had like an auxiliary pump on the side of it that would pump fluid through it. And yeah, they don't. You're right. Th that That's was, what I'm wondering: is their resume good enough to where they're like, you know, our flagship car is going to be hybrid now, and everybody should just trust that we we got this down. I feel that they're it, the corporation has done very well with that, and, and I was one of three hybrid techs, so I actually worked on them. Um, the Volt was a pretty pretty good car um mm -hmm. in my opinion i didn't really work on a whole lot of the bolts bolts with a b um, yeah the bolt and then the bolt but we really didn't have one. a whole lot of problems with them cadillac had one that was yeah but we didn't really chassis. have a lot of problems with them so i see what you're saying but i think they'll be okay with it i mean it's a big corporation so i feel that they're gonna be able to do it and an all-wheel drive Corvette's pretty badass. So. The all-wheel drive Corvette is great. I yeah. think I think it sounds great on paper. I just yeah. I hope that they're prepared to deliver what they're. Well, they've what held it saying. for so long. I mean, look how long they've been hold, holding out on all this. You know, I mean, you remember years ago when they had that? It looked like a Holden, like a truck. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, that thing that yeah. was the C8. That was that the unveil that me and Garrett went yeah, to. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it had a Porsche transmission in it. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay, well... Yeah, they were like, oh, it's got a Porsche transmission in it. And I was <laughs> like, huh. I knew they had transmission issues as they were trying to figure it out and have Tremec do all that kind of stuff. And, mm -hmm. But yeah, I actually, I actually had my hands in quite a few of those transmissions, the new Tremecs. I've done yeah. several of those. Really? Already? Yes. Huh, that yeah. seems a little soon. Well, it was it a was a test. It was kind of a testing deal. Okay, so. that makes sense. But I was yeah. gonna say that seems pretty soon to be messing with transmissions. Yeah, on a C8. They're, 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 they were they were they weren't that bad. I mean, I didn't I didn't mind working on them, but yeah, it was it was a kind of a cool deal. So yeah, but, I think without any tuning though, all the cars become a lot less a lot less desirable. Yeah, but now they can they've done it. Yeah, so they have um, aftermarket like a fuel tech or a Holly in there. Well, one of the companies that's doing stuff to them, they can actually tune them to my hmm. knowledge um oh i think i know who you're talking about yeah. a supercharger company 
I think so, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so they can actually they can actually tune those. Eric's in. actually somebody I'd like to talk to on here. Well, we can work that out because I was actually talking to him the other day. He was telling me he was in uh, San Francisco looking at a really, really cool like car collection. So, mm-hmm. yeah. But, yes, that would be – he would talk your ear off. Yeah, Eric's a, Eric, yeah. me and Eric have talked a few times, and he was trying to get me to put up one on my freaking 2J. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like dude, you're crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not taking like they're great, but I'm not taking off my freaking turbo. Yeah, I I I I don't know. Everybody everybody has their things. I get yeah. it. I mean, I get why yeah. you would want to do that. Yeah. It, oh yeah, I get it too. But yeah, I mean, if it works, you know, why yeah. change it? So turbos maybe another are, car. Maybe turbos another, are pretty great. They are pretty pretty freaking cool. They they're pretty efficient. Yeah. But yeah. hybrid technology. So, do you think that the ZR1 then will be supercharged? electric or bigger battery or um so what i've what i've heard the zr1 will be essentially the z06 engine which is the 5.5 liter flat plane crank mm-hmm. with twin turbos and the electric all-wheel drive so supposedly it's supposed to be around the thousand whether or not that's true or not that's just what the internet says yeah they can't lie i imagine that thing will be pretty quick in the quarter mile this new one i mean so mine was the base model obviously and I think I did like a 3.4, zero to 60, no burnout on the street, just, mm-hmm. you know, and that was impressive to me. And the new electric one, what does it, the 2.5? Yeah, think. I think so. Well, the weird thing is like the old ones didn't really spin. Like they didn't have like traction issues. Like if you try to go race like a yeah. C6, Z06, yeah. <laughs> you're going to be, you're yeah. gonna be well, struggling. I mean, you got all that weight back there on the back tires, yeah. so that really helps and out. And the trans but... are a little like kind of slow to just like, fully engage yeah that's the same with like the gt500 like you'd launch it and you'd feel like power wasn't in until like because yeah you have like 14 clutches slipping yeah. each other <laughs> yeah so yeah. like you would never feel like you were launching to its potential yeah yeah and that's the dual clutch feel yeah that you get yeah but I, I i like i like that transmission i think it's really really cool uh i mean that's something that the corvette community have been wanting for so long and they mm-hmm. finally did it and it's like well, good, you know, because yeah. in my eyes, GM has screwed up everything else. Like, you came out with a Blazer. That's not the Blazer. I mean, like. Yeah, Bronte has one. The Trailblazer it, it, RS. It, it, yeah, but I mean, like, make a Blazer. You can call it something else, you know. Well, that's like, it's not even a GM car. Right. It's like a Korean. Yeah, it's got like a little three-cylinder in it. Yeah, it's a three-cylinder yeah. turbo. Like, when you look at the brochure, it's like 90% made in Korea. Right. It's not. It's hardly yeah. like a GM car. It feels like a rebadged car that they just like, right. bought from overseas. It's kind of it's kind of like the new Bronco. I'm a fan. I think it's cool. Yeah. But the the Bronco Sport, an Escape or whatever you want to yeah. call it, you know, it's like just make one. You know, mm-hmm. and I feel like at least Ford did well with the Bronco. You know, to make it even a, that they could have done better, like engine wise. I think I agree. I think a Coyote would have been a better option. I agree. I mean, you think if they came out with the Raptor, that it would have a Coyote. I or think they've really had cool a huge recall on those too. Oh, really? Yeah, I think they've had like three hundred thousand recalls wow. or something crazy for hmm. engine issues, hmm. engines like knocking or wow. stuff like that. But I think in the next five years, we're just going to see more and more recalls. Oh yeah, yeah. Because the forced ambitious that they have to be to yeah. meet all of the requirements of the EPA yeah. and then also to meet requirements of the consumer right. are just such high expectations. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think they should abolish the, the EPA. Well, yeah. I mean, that's, <laughs> that's for sure. I agree with that. But I think the OEM 
are just kind of like rolled over on their back at this point. Like, uh, you're you're 100 right. Yeah, I you know like but, we have to do this for yeah, them. If we don't, then you know yeah. But you know. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, what what would you buy from GM right now if you were like I know you have quite a few GM cars. What's out there right now that's super alluring? I obviously a C, C8 Z06 is what I would really want. I would take an E-Ray. I'd prefer the C8 Z06 just because mm-hmm. the flat plane crank, the whole car all around, to me, that would be cool. But when it comes to that, anything like that, there's not really, I mean, I, they make good trucks too. Other than that, they, they don't make a car that I like. They're falling off a little bit on the truck world because they're, the emission stuff kind of hurts them a little bit. Yeah, but I still think, I mean. Uh, they're still get, the best truck. They're better than the Ford. Walking is better than a Dodge. (laughs) (laughs) To me, though, I I really like the new Fords. Uh, If I'd I'd take a new Ford, Um, the Dodges aren't horrible. Yeah, I. I I mean, I wouldn't get a gas one. Yeah, I wouldn't get a gas one. But the other thing is, like, the Chevys have independent front suspension, which makes them ride way better than everything else. All Dodges have solid front suspension. Okay. Which. It, it's great if you're mudding. Yeah. <laughs> it's not great when you're towing for yeah. a thousand miles. I like, I like all the GM's SUVs. Those are, those are pretty nice. Um, I haven't, I haven't really had one of the new, new ones. So, you know, like the 21s and up, but yeah, now they went to IRS on those too. They did do that, but it probably uh, has a better ride. It's probably great, but like, gets a little questionable. <laughs> what, are you going to drag race it? <laughs> I mean, I just don't, you know, I don't always trust GM with IRS stuff. <laughs> I've had some bad IRS vehicles from them. <laughs> Rear ends breaking, yeah, axles yeah. failing. Well, yeah, it's a heavy happens. car. Yeah, yeah. It's a heavy vehicle to do a yeah an axle like that. But yet again, you're not really going to go out and do the stuff that we do. Hopefully, but yeah. I mean, what do you think about the new Escalade V? The Escalade V is cool for one hundred forty thousand dollars, though. Well, and the, the the whole thing, the biggest thing with GM right now is they're allowing this markup stuff. That stuff drives me nuts. It's like, okay, d- don't let the dealers mark it up make it so that the people can get it for at least the sticker price and and go on with mm-hmm. life i mean it sucks but it's just part of it you know yeah i mean i feel like that's something that gm needs to step up and do personally but it was really interesting the c7 zr1 felt like it had the shortest life yeah one year like it was like a blip yeah they were like oh we made the greatest car ever yeah for a blip yeah and, and have then- you seen it and like, now they're way up in price. Insane. Like, but they're so great. They're cool cars. Those are really awesome. And they blipped them so quickly that they're just going to be so rare. Oh, yeah. They're always going to be desirable. so sought after. Yep. And C601s are great, but they feel very archaic inside for yes. what people are getting, asking for them. Yeah. I, I talking about this the other night with my wife, and I said she really likes the C6ZR1. And I'm like... If it was me, I would take a Z06 over the ZR1 and the mm-hmm. C6. But when it comes to the C7, I would take the ZR1 over yeah. the Z06. But For sure. The, the thing that got me was that hydro-dipped carbon stuff that they did. <laughs> oh, it, it's so cheesy looking on the dash <laughs> yeah, on oh, those my, things. My, my Z06 they rattle. Is, <laughs> the, the whole inside of them, you're just like, man, this is like an old. The outside doesn't yeah. look bad, but the inside, you're like, especially if you got one with NAS. This was their flagship? Like, yeah. 
Yeah, the navigation on them is so ghetto looking. You're like, wow, look at this. Even my 2012 CTSV <laughs> with the with the thing that goes up, like yeah. I, it went up the other day and it showed like it's like like the main logo. screen, and I'm yeah. like, put that back down. <laughs> that makes yeah. it look 10 years older. Yeah, right there. <laughs> yeah, technology's come so fast. Yeah, that's why like a lot of the newer cars are doing like no infotainments yeah. at all. Yeah. So that they don't just get outdated yeah, in a sense. year. Yeah. Like that's what like Bugatti does. Yeah. They don't do anything in there. Oh really? Because they don't want it to be outdated. Well, it makes sense. I mean, it's always gonna look timeless. Mm-hmm. So. And yeah. that's the same thing as like older automatic cars seem so outdated because the transmissions were pretty bad. Right. But older stick shift cars don't because yeah. like a like a automatic C6, the transmissions were oh not yeah. ideal. Yeah. Yeah. And that makes it feel even worse when you're driving it. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah, that makes like sense. Like an automatic C7 feels pretty good. Yeah, because in the C6, if you were like driving it and you'd use the paddle shifter, it was like... Uh, yeah. You're like, whoa, what, what took so long? Can't put any power through it. Yeah. And there's like yeah. parts for them is pretty tough. Yeah. But then like the C7s, you know, people go low nines on those things. Yeah. Unopened. Yeah. Untouched. Thankfully, because pulling a torque tube out is yeah it can be a challenge <laughs> but once fun. you once you've done them they're really not bad especially if you're on a lift I well you're a around. gm tech so yeah. it doesn't really count <laughs> <laughs> yeah but it's it's once you do it and you, you get after it it's really they're really not bad at all i don't mind doing them so i mean a lot of people can i don't like messing with brake lines and stuff so you can just move the calipers and stuff out of the mm-hmm. way so you don't have to jack with any of that stuff and pull the whole torque tube out so yeah you pull the whole subframe out yeah drop that exactly down. yeah it just makes it a little bit easier to do so but yeah, the the nice thing on when we did it on Punch on Leroy was we ditched all the um, e-brake cables and oh, stuff. Yeah. That helps. Yeah. That, that speeds things up a yep, lot. Yep, for sure. Yeah, you got all those things to deal with. And, and the older ones, like the C5 and C the C7s and C6s, the uh, lower ball joints were always, they'd always stick in there really good. And you have like a big pry bar trying to get them to pop. Mm-hmm. But the new C8, it just like comes right out so they're pretty nice yeah i've seen i've seen some people with the new c6 c8 z06 having leaking transmissions and stuff right off the kick oh really like brand new like Hmm. right into the shop we had we had when i was still at the dealership we had one that was leaking from the uh, transmission and it was a pretty significant leak and it was a a casting flaw Mm -hmm. and so they ended up getting a whole new transmission for it so yeah, I know their benchmark was like the Porsche 911. Yeah. Which is a tough benchmark. Hey, but I give it's it ambitious. this. They, okay, so let's go to the Ford GT. Well, I mean, the Ford GT was a flop. <laughs> I think it's a cool car, it's but great. it's a huge boner killer when you put a V6 twin turbo in it. I'm like, what was that? And for 500 grand. Yeah. So really the, fact hurts. That, the fact that the C8 is so reasonably priced, mm-hmm. if you can get one, with the performance of it, it's pretty, pretty, pretty cool job, so... But are they, I, I look at things as the, the step up. So from the C7 Z06 price to the C8 Z06 price, they took a big leap. They did. So they kind of, they kind of kicked in, they kind of, you know, kicking the shins to some of their like diehard followers that were like, right. I just buy the new one every year. And then right. it's like, oh, maybe not. Yeah. Because if you look at a car like the, you know, Ford GT500, uh-huh. they're almost selling for what they sold the old one for. Right, right. And that is a really good car for that money. Yeah. They're like, they're like 85 grand, 90 grand. For the GT500s? Yeah. Yeah. And that gets... 
But it's know, also a Mustang. You can almost make a thousand horsepower on those motors. No, I, but you're also dealing with a Mustang. Yes, you are dealing with the same Mustang that Hertz rental car has. Yeah. The same chassis. Yeah. And, and when GM jumped out and said, hey, we're going to do this bold move we've wanted to do forever and make a mid-engine mm-hmm. car, I feel they did a really good job, and especially to keep the price down where it was at. I mean, you could get one for 59 yeah. Even if you got a 1LT base for 59 that car's still going to perform pretty well for a, yep. for a base model car. And you compare that to a lot of other cars out there, it's going to do really, really well against it. But, yeah. So how close are we then to a 7th-gen Camaro, you think? I feel the way the government's going, they're pushing everything away from it. And I feel that they're going to have everything obsolete, in my personal opinion. I like feel a 7th Gen Camaro Mach-E type of car. Yeah, I mean, like I, from what Mustang. I've heard, I don't know if this is true or not, but, you know, the Mustang, the electric Mustang, how it looks nothing like a Mustang, how they shouldn't have called it a Mustang, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. I think that, from what I've heard, that Mustang was produced so that they were able to produce the next generation Mustang. Because it was kind of like a EPA thing, like, hey, we're going to make this, so it's going to offset the numbers of the Mustang. Yeah. And make them, let it make that. Still. So their average fuel economy. Something like is, that. And, and I don't so know if, if you look at, not. like, the Mustang, what is the average fuel economy for the 2023 Mustang? Exactly. When you have an all-electric one, right. your fuel yeah. economy suddenly looks yeah. insane. Yeah. And then that's kind of, I get why yeah. they would do that. Yeah. And that, think, so that makes sense to me if they were doing that, um, but... Car companies buy carbon credits for the yeah, same reason. Exactly. Dodge has been doing that from companies like Tesla. They buy the credits oh, okay. so that they could produce Hellcats. The supercharged Hellcats, yeah. Yeah, because it's like, oh, why can Dodge just put a Hellcat engine in everything? Right. And they buy credits. Yeah. Which is Makes a sense. weird concept that you have to buy yeah. the hmm. ability to make a V8, basically. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I just feel like the way that everything's going... Uh, like I said, I'm, I'm for electric cars. I think it's cool. I mean, obviously, they have good performance. But at the same time, it's going to kill the sport that we love. Mm-hmm. And when, I don't care what you say. If you get in a Tesla and you floor it and you go down the drag strip and it just flies by and you don't hear anything, it's nowhere near as cool as a car. It makes noise, you yeah. know. Um, so I feel like trucks are going to be going away, you know, and, you know, they're just going to try to make electric trucks and I think everything. you could get behind the electric a lot more if you could – wrench on it in some way yeah or at least plug a laptop into it and do something yeah i think that would make the fun a little more instead of just like repeatedly doing the same thing right because like you know definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again expecting a different result exactly and if you're not changing anything on your car yeah and you're just gonna go run it at a test and tune 50 times right yeah, so what are you going to do, put wheels and underglows on it? And, yeah. You know, maybe bigger speakers. <laughs> like, hey, I got wheels that are eight ounces lighter yeah. per wheel, and it's yeah. going to go faster. And it's like, once you get into that, that's when it gets a lot less right. fun. Yeah. yeah, I would agree. Yeah, I don't know. I just feel like, like your truck, I feel like it's just going to skyrocket in value. I feel like mm-hmm. they're going to, you know, they're already starting with the deaf stuff, you know, and that to me doesn't make a whole lot of sense. And, you know, I get... We want, you know, to make the earth better because obviously we're, you know, we got to take care of Mother Earth. But at the same time, I don't know if it starts with the car community. Yeah, I don't. I, I, agree. I think we're I think we're small well, bottom of the barrel on that. My, one. my biggest thing is we're so worried about what's going on in the United States. We're not looking around the world to what, what else is going on. I mean, yeah. I mean, over in China, they're you know, if we don't we can't do it here in the United States, we send it to Mexico or China to do it. And they're still doing it. You know, they're still going to be making 
the same amount of pollution in my eyes. I can't imagine how anybody thinks that a 5,000 pound electric car is good. <laughs> right? <laughs> like, is helping the yeah. environment. Like, yeah. you're not driving an electric scooter no. to work where it's... Yeah, you know that's something that could be efficient. And where, and, uh, but and when then, you have a five thousand pound vehicle, you're trying to move it. Physics, it takes a lot of energy yeah. to move it. Yeah, that's why only yep. small things being electric is yeah. very helpful. And and we as society want you know oh we want the heated seats we want the TV screens we mm -hmm. want you know we want we're not buying manual roll I need down six windows. doors. Yeah, you know what I mean. We're not buying that anymore. We yeah. we have a standard. Uh, but yeah, it's uh, it's times have changed. You know, you're not doing the same thing we were doing 20 years ago. So. No, and 90s cars are just going to explode. Oh yeah, I think it probably ends at the C7, like that generation where it gets into. Even the C7 is tough because you know companies that do the tuning software yeah. are losing their ability to allow you to tune things. Yep, and. Yes, you know, aftermarket ECU is a thing, but not with these new transmissions. Yeah. For the and most if part, you want they're everything tough. else to work, like, you know, it's going to be very. CAN bus is a mm -hmm. nightmare. Yeah. Anything, like, I know people always say, like, car guys will find a way, but, like, <laughs> they make it tough. And yeah. if there's yeah. no money in there to find a way, yeah. nobody's going to do it. Right. Like, nobody's going to spend a hundred grand on R&D. Right. To make the transmission on the C8 work. Yeah. If. You know, they're just not going to make that back. Yeah, yeah, I get it. But yeah, I, I truly feel like any of the cars from the 90s, the 80s, you know, any of those cars, even the 2000s are going to be mm -hmm. sought after because what I think they're stopping the Camaro in 24, right? Yeah, I heard GM's trying to do the all-electric, so... Okay. so I hope they just stop it. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> let so the name let the name die if yeah, you're going exactly. all electric. Do it something else. Yeah, yeah, like bury the name. You know, if things change, pull it back out of retirement. Right. Don't. Yeah, yeah I don't agree. use the name. Yeah. Let it let it Same die. You let it die before. You let yeah. the Camaro die yeah. name die before. Yeah. And then you res resurrected it with the fifth gen, which was pretty good. I would say. Just resurrection heavy. of yeah, it. Yeah, it was a pretty good car, I think. I think it was a good resurrection from yeah. the fourth to the fifth. I, I, yeah. I, I don't love them, but I think it's a good... I like the sixth gen. I think they improved a lot on the sixth mm -hmm. gen. Uh, it just looks a little bit better, but still has some of the fifth gen stuff to it. The early fifth gen taillights and rear ends I didn't like. Yeah. When they did the facelift on them, yeah. it looked really good. And I will still 100% own a Z28 fifth gen. Dude. It's like we, my wife and I were talking about this the other day, we, we, that you could, you, you could buy them cheap for a while. I know. And now they're like, oh, they're, they're the roof. They're so good, though. They are. They're so good. I mean, how, how can you go wrong with that? I mean, that's one of the reasons we kept our Z06 that we have. I mean, 427, manual transmission. Mm -hmm. you, you can't go wrong with a big engine and a manual transmission yep. in a car. The problem is there are people out there that option that car without AC. That would be cool. If I was to get one, that would be awesome. <sighs> no now, shot. No, no, no. No shot. No, I trust me. I agree with you. It would suck. But how many of them are there? I can I can understand optioning it without the radio. But it's a one, there's only one option. You get radio and AC, and AC. or no radio and AC. Yeah. So it's kind of but that's a weird option that they did. That. It is, but think about it. Okay, so you, I mean, goes back to like the 2000 Cobra R. Remember that you didn't even have the antenna. You know, mm -hmm. had the, like the piece of cork or whatever in it. And I just think those cars 
are cool because of look at like an old 69 copo i mean that thing came with a big engine and a manual transmission bare bones just a race car and i think that's kind of what those are yeah. nowadays i get it as the bare bones race car but unfortunately they didn't sell enough to where <laughs> no, people are going to go but, racing but that's what makes it cool yeah i mean i love the lip rare. on them too that what? big ass lip that they had oh, on yes, there and yes. the, the wing that they had and everything yeah. like how many did they make I think they only made like 400. Uh, Z28s? Yeah. Well, they made them two years, so they made them in 15, 14 and 15. Because I thought they were numbered on the dash. I don't know that. I know. I think they made like 3,000. Because you can get them in gray, white, or red. black, or red. I, I, remember, was... I remember the one that was number 427 okay. sold for good money. Yeah, that would make sense. Of course. Yeah. They probably sold to like... Um, his name the nascar team owner who oh, buys yeah, everything yeah, yeah. hendrick yeah, yeah hendrick who has yeah. like the biggest collection of cars oh yeah you watch him on Meekum and he's like buying everything yeah exactly You're like man i wish it was that guy had that kind of money yeah like every every like vin number zero zero one that they do for charity it's yeah. like he, and hendrick bought it bought it no. i think he bought the number one corvette <laughs> yeah yeah the c8 for like a million dollars to yeah. charity yeah that's cool though that is a cool car to get yeah. i yeah. think he has most of the number one corvettes yeah yeah i would agree <laughs> Yeah. So yeah, that would be that would be a, that would be a really cool one to have though. As E twenty eight would be, that would be one of my bucket list cars. I think a, right now they're in like the fifties, like fifty eight. Yeah, and, and you most can get of them one. Are, they're pretty low mileage too. So tough to spend that on a fifth gen though. It's tough to. Um, yeah, but you're. I think you're almost looking at it as an investment. Yeah. Do uh, so you get on bring a trailer? Mm-hmm. The, well, you look at it because I was looking at them the other day. I'm like, okay, so fifth gen Z twenty eight or a mint fifth gen ZL one. ZL1s are really good. They have, they have potential to make a lot more power with just yes. a pulley and a tune. Yes. Some injectors, E85. But, like the, the, the entry-level LSA oh. kit. So you would, you would take... You, I don't know. I don't know. It'd I, be I couldn't tough. do it. I couldn't It'd be really it. tough to... But there's so many more of them. Everybody sees them. But, you know what I mean? But the Z28s are pretty slow. I don't really think that it's because they're slow. I just think it's cool because it's what it is. They're, they're cool for what they are, but they yeah. are also slow. Like in a roll race, I think my CTSV would be probably yeah. faster than it because it's automatic. It would yeah. probably beat it. Yeah, but it's Which also a, a road sad. race car. It's not really a drag race car. It's a road race car. Yeah. So That's why I gave it the roll race opportunity. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, I still They do it, have the best wheels GM ever put on a car. They, they look good. I mean huge wide wheels up front and back i mean yep. the like whole car three, i mean there's no 305 tire i think yeah. was like the biggest tire they ever put on a production car at the yep. time there's no trunk in the trunks bare there's yeah, just metal just painted yeah nothing back there maybe no spare painted tire. <laughs> yeah so I, I think they're a really really cool car i think doug had one for a while that would make sense uh somebody said that i forget it i think eric was telling me i think eric was telling me that doug had one that would make sense there. And it was even the gray one, supposedly, because the gray mm. ones are the, the rarest color. Yeah. Garrett, his dad had a white one for a while. Really? Yeah. And I think they used it at Sebring a couple times. But his, his take was it was just a slow, heavy car. It is, but it's a rare, <laughs> yeah, slow, heavy car. It's great. It's awesome car. Yeah. But it's, it's tough. Because it's, I think I even heard that the, like, Whatever, just like the regular V8 package, uh-huh. sixth gen car actually beats it on a road course. Really? Yeah, the LTs make better power. Oh, sixth gen. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, so like a sixth gen track 
like track edition car yeah. or whatever yeah. is faster than LE. it around. Yeah. And maybe. Which is a little painful. Yeah. That but gets, I mean, it's no, it's times change. I mean, it's no different. So back when I was in high school. It's a school, special car for yeah, sure. Yeah, it is cool. Like 0304 mm-hmm. Cobra. Mm-hmm. It made what? 400? No, 300, right? Three or 400 horsepower? Probably 300. And the Z06 yeah. at the time made 405. So I think they made a little bit less than the Z06. And the Z06 was naturally aspirated just a V8 LOS. Mm-hmm. So times change. I mean, those cars are slow probably now. You know what I mean? So. Yeah. I mean, we're living in a world where you can make a thousand horsepower and it's like no big deal, you know? So. Even um, like the fourth gens, like the GMMT car or whatever it is. Yes, yes. Much want for one of them. What about the, uh, what were they called? Like the Justin Dick Keith. Harrell, the Justin Dick Keith just got the uh, yeah, yeah. Dale Earnhardt yeah, one. Yeah, the Dale Earnhardt one. Those are cool. Those have always been one of my, like, kind of like a F body. Those, that's uh, like the Holy Grail. Yeah, like triple black. But, yeah. Black interior, black but, everything. That's a cool car. But I still think the Dick Harrell ones with the weird, wide fenders, those yep. are pretty freaking cool, too. I know. I was actually looking to see if, like, the, like, some of the, uh, panels were available kit. yeah you can't buy any of that stuff because the front bumper and fenders would be awesome to get yeah that'd be it, it definitely a cool look for them so but you know yeah i always like those cars too but it's just kind of like what you grew up with you know mm-hmm. when you were younger that's what was around that was the holy cow car you know so but. yeah i don't think there's anything too special as far as the c7s go like how fifth gen camaros have a very special car right i don't think well the the nineteen zero one. Yeah. But other yep. than that, yeah. But other than that, and again, that's like how the ZL1 Camaro, though. Yeah, yeah. Like, there's like a no track-focused yeah. type of thing like yeah. that where you could get it bare bones. Yeah. No AC. Yeah, yeah. Well, not a lot of people don't, don't order something without air conditioning, but yeah. Because there's even um, the C6 z06s didn't they have a z07 package or something to them that made them a little more interesting uh i don't know i, I think, think the c7s had a z07 package that made them great i think the c7 did but i'm not sure about the c6 the hmm. c6 were pretty pretty bare bones but the c6 z06 was in my eyes one of the first cool cars that gm came out with because if you got like a ss monte carlo like mm-hmm. you know like a 05 it was just emblems there was nothing to it you know they didn't really yeah. do anything whereas the z06 they actually came out, you know, you, had, you got the big engine, you got all the, you know, the dry sump oiling, you got the big brakes, you got the, you know, embroidered seats. I think it's cool when they do a whole package like that. Like Ford did really good with the SVT package. I was, any of those were always the whole car, not just like one thing, you know, or emblems. So yeah. GM has overused the SS badges on a lot. They had a car. They didn't even give the car a name. <laughs> that was the dumbest idea ever. It doesn't even have a name. It's called an SS. That, Come on. They should have at least called it an Impala SS or something. You know what I mean? They could have came up with something. They could have even called it the, what was, what was the cop car version of it? The, uh, what'd they call that? The Caprice? Yeah. They could, they could have just have called just... the Caprice SS. Yeah, I always felt the Caprice name was a little too uh, frilly I, for I like agree. a performance car. I agree, but at the same time, they ruined, they ruined the and SS. And that's just an Australian car. They yeah. just, they just yeah. took the chassis. Yep. It's like GTOs. Can't yeah. stand GTOs. <laughs> I'll say it to any GTO owner that I can't stand them. I, mean, I don't want to get you riled up about it. It's a GTO. Huh? <laughs> it's a GTO. <laughs> when you launch and the dash is 
hitting your knees because. <laughs> and, and, and honestly, if you look really quick, you're like, was that a Grand Am? <laughs> and the worst fuel tank location. Oh, like, yeah. In the back seat. Yeah. yeah. With yeah. a big cage. Yeah. I, I just can't do it. Yeah. It wasn't a great car, but I mean, and it had independent rear suspension. So that was another kind of. Uh, yeah. It was a touchy one on that. Yeah. They were an Australian car. They didn't make many of them. They just kind of rebadged them as like yeah. their. The first ones were purple, which is like, yeah, purple. They're like, hey, this GTO that we used to make is really good. Let's, <laughs> let's just use that name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then the yellow ones, that oh. bright yellow. That's one thing I can't stand are yellow. I don't like yellow cars. Yellow cars. That's what does it for me. The C7s in yellow were pretty big, though. That was a big color for those cars. <sighs> don't do yellow. I, I mean, I don't blame you. I know, I know it sounds kind of, like, contradictive, but, like, if you're talking about, like, a Lamborghini, sure, make it make it the Skittle rainbow. Yeah. But if you're doing most cars, I'm kind of like, it's, like, Ferraris, they got to be red, in my opinion. But I'm not a yellow fan on cars, trucks, for the most That's part. That's why I like Cadillac. Their V lineup, they weren't playing around. Yeah. No yellows yeah, for their Vs. No weird colors. Yeah. They're like <laughs> bland colors. <Yeah>. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> you get a red. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. And it's a dark red. Yeah. Yeah, that is true. I, I still always hunt for a um a XLRV. Really? Yeah. Are you sick? I, it's uh, got a North Star in it. Yeah, but it doesn't have to forever. Ugh. There's I mean, something great about it. It's them. a C five. Yeah, exactly. With a with a, a hard top convertible roof that's gonna. But I don't do Corvettes. Well, it's a Corvette, so you'd be doing one if you did. I know, and but the fact it's that a it has Cadillac. a North Star would make me run very, very far. Yeah, but there there's something about the look of them. It's great. If, if you went all out drag car with it, I could see maybe. They're they're a special car that GM ruined by not letting them put an LS in it. I feel like they didn't do that because they, they, they were had worried. An LS in them, didn't they? They were all North Stars. And no, then, only the Vs were North Stars. No, the base models were also North Stars. Really? The, the Vs were a supercharged North Star. Oh, maybe that's what it is. Yeah. You're probably right. And then they used a different transmission, too. They used, like, mm. instead of, like, a 4L60, yeah. they used, like, a 4L50. Ugh. So it made it even worse. North and I think Ugh. GM did that on purpose to keep the sanctity of the Corvette. Yeah. Like, more they didn't special. know how to do like what they did in the '80s, where the Grand National was faster or something like that. They were so yeah. worried about that that they were yeah. keeping it, keeping it down, yeah. which is a little sad because I don't know. That's I a still, rare car, though. It, they are rare, but the, that makes them rare also because of the parts and. Yes. I don't, yeah. I don't know. And they had a full convertible hardtop. Yeah, three-piece yeah. folding hardtop. Okay, what about the SSR? The SSRs are pretty interesting. <laughs> no, they are not good in any so, way. So Jeremy at Faster Proms tuned a lot of the um, the trucks or the SSRs, and then they also had, yeah, he tuned a lot of the truck SSRs. Like, I don't know how it happened, but he, like, like kind of just started tuning them, and then, like, the community oh, okay. made yeah, him the yeah, guy. yeah. And, like, he was the guy to tune them. So, like, so all couldn't... these old dudes would come around. And, like, I vividly remember most of the dudes that owned one would wear one of those visors with the fake hair. Yeah. <laughs> that was, like, the guys that would own them. Yeah. Yeah, I can Cause... see that. I can see that happening. It's a very particular but, car. Know, have you ever, like, worked on one or seen one? Or... I've been around them a lot. Okay. It's a trailblazer. 
with a trailblazer frame. With a very difficult to get to engine. And the battery's underneath the bed of the truck, like stuck yeah. up underneath it. Yeah, I, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, GM did some weird stuff. Even another car that I wanted to get for a while as a daily was the HHRSS. I saw my share of those too at the dealership. <laughs> and the first thing people would do, because the, the turbo, when they had the turbo on them, they would do the, uh, they, they called it like a map sensor upgrade. Basically, turn the boost up. That's all it was. Yeah. The problem was the wires were so short, they would always pull the wires out whenever you would, because you have like a, a butt connector and you'd have to like wire it onto it mm -hmm. or whatever, and it would like, pull the engine back so hard from torque that it would rip the wires out nice. and then the car go and they would fall over and they'd be every time i get on it it falls on its face i was like well <laughs> it was this wiring issue they were just like a cobalt ss yeah it was cobalt ss which, but they yeah. were kind of cool and then there was some of them that were like delivery vehicles that had like they're no still, windows on the side they still weren't cool they were never cool they were it was a cobalt ss they were like wow this pt cruiser is selling <laughs> We better make something like that. Yeah, but that, you, that, that's what deal, That's what they all do. They Which all is do a that. weird car to copy. Yes, it is. It <laughs> is because the PT Cruiser was even worse to work on than the HHR. But my grandma had a PT Cruiser that was the woody one. <laughs> that thing was the talk of the town when she rolled up in that thing. It had the wood uh, paneling on the sides yeah. of it. So you really wanted an HHR. As a as a daily, an HHRSS Ugh. seemed like a decent option because they had all the room in the back yeah. for for you know things. Yeah, and, you know I'm always driving around with something, but yeah. we didn't get like because the daily debate is a very interesting one because you want something that's somewhat yeah. fun and yeah. interesting and like a turbo four cylinder front wheel drive car. Yeah, is all of those things you need it to at least so, be able so to what's carry your daily things. Right now? It is a truck. And it's a terrible. It's okay. a 2800 Silverado. I'm, 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 when it comes to daily, I'm stock. I'm, I, maybe it's just me getting older, but I, I like it stock. I don't want to hear, I want to listen to be able to listen to music or just drive it or. I agree, but a big 2500 no, Sierra a, diesel isn't a great daily. No. So I usually drive Bronte's oh, well, there you Trailblazer go. RS, but. You know. See, I, I have a $1,500 Malibu Max. Ugly. An 05 Malibu Max, like a hatchback. See, why couldn't an Ugh. HHR be yeah, the but daily? It's... And it probably would be a little bit more fun than the, than the Malibu. You park but... it somewhere and you don't care if somebody gets door dings on it. Yeah. yeah. I had the, I had a Neon for a little while, SRT4. Yeah. And I was thinking about making that the daily, but I was like, you know, it just, I don't know. I feel like driving around that, I just wasn't yeah. super pumped. Yeah. Because it's You'd it's a loud feel... it's a loud obnoxious car where people look at it. Yeah. An HHR nobody looks at it. Yeah. You're it's, low key. It's still an HHR though. Yeah. I mean that's fair. It's <laughs> fair. <laughs> but then what else is a good daily? It has to be somewhat fun, but also decent on gas. Dailies don't have to be fun. Dailies are just hey, I gotta get wherever I'm going. Now if it's fun, that's just an addition. Yeah. Which, because like, but I'm the not bad thing go is, drive if, you're my CPSD. In, if you're in, if you have a daily that'll do a burnout, you're gonna do a burnout in it. Yeah. And you need those tires because it's your daily. Not if it's front wheel drive. <laughs> <laughs> you're not gonna do a burnout. Oh yeah, you will. <laughs> <laughs> but they're also like 195s. You yeah. go, <laughs> they're like little tiny tires. You buy them cheap. So, yeah, well. You know, yes. like my wagon. That's the problem. Every time I drive it, I'll do like a giant smoky burnout. <laughs> And I'm like, okay, but those are 285s, yeah, expensive tires, sticky yeah. Kumo tires, and it's like, man, eh, eh. 
gets a little less fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When you have to pay for them. Every time I've done a burnout in my truck, it turns off. <laughs> You've done a burnout in your truck? It'll turn off at the end of the burnout. The 2500. Yes. You do burnouts. In I've done them. Why? Yeah. <laughs> Just to verify it does burnouts. <laughs> Like, sometimes you have to verify it will do a burnout, and sometimes you're around people that you're like, you know, you got to show them that your 2500 L5P will do a burnout. <laughs> I can honestly say I have the same truck, and I have never done a burnout in it. They don't do great burnouts. <laughs> Why do you do one? I don't know. Bronte's car doesn't do a burnout, so that's perfect. <laughs> well, it's typical car guy to know what car of your fleet will and won't do burnouts. Yes. So, yeah. The, yeah. the problem is the wagon, like, CTSVs do insanely good oh, burnouts. Yeah. Oh, like, yeah. a rolling burnout, too, where you can walk it a little bit. Yeah. And every time I take it to the track, I do huge burnouts, and it runs, like, an 1150. <laughs> and it doesn't even need a burnout. Right. <laughs> <laughs> what do you have done to it? It's just pulley... Um, Injectors and tune. Okay, so the the basic good mods. The entry level, like yeah. you bought a supercharged GM car, you do this yeah. basically. Yeah. There's like yeah. everybody they're, should. They're probably... pretty. They're pretty reliable when you do that. Yeah, it doesn't really like. I don't even run ethanol in it for the most part. Yeah. It, but it has the tune for it. Yeah, which is nice. Mm -hmm. Flex fuel sensors are cool because you can just. That's amazing. That yeah, like if I'm gonna go to the track and like screw around. Like the other day, I did four back-to-back -back roll race passes, and it went 126 every, every single time. time. <laughs> I, I was like, okay, I guess like that's all it does. I didn't put my phone on. <laughs> 126. It's scam likely, anyways, so it's probably not even good. Yeah, so that's that's all it really does. 126 is pretty healthy for a yeah four-door wagon. Yeah, but again, that would make a horrible daily driver because you're gonna floor it. Oh yeah, because you got get to hear the wine. Yeah. That's one of the best things about those is the wine. Mm -hmm. That was cool. Yeah, the wine is great. It, it Just loud enough, especially with an intake. Yeah. Once yeah. you put an intake on it. Because that's yeah. the only real need for an intake. Right. The yeah. stock cold yeah. airs do good enough. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> the intake only just echoes the wine out of it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't yeah. know what other GM cars. They've had some really obscure stuff. And I'm here for it. I kind of like the obscure cars. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Um, those are those are those are some pretty weird ones that they came out with recently. Yeah, um, Ford but, doesn't really do that. They came out with the RS, that little hatchback. Yeah, and those yeah. had massive failures. Really, I think like all the engines were failing on those too. Uh, yeah, well. kind of like a six zero, a hundred percent failure rate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. And even like back to my truck, you were saying those are going to be sought after. Like mine's the 2017, like first year of the L5P. Right. And from what I've heard, people with the 2020s and up don't even care for the like interior and fit and finish of them as much. Really? Yeah. I know Justin was saying that. that Justin Keith? Yeah. He preferred the older interior to the newer one. Hmm. And I mean, he's probably got more miles behind the wheel of... Yeah, I mean... A tow rig than any of us. I've, I've ridden in uh, the new ones, and they're nice. Uh, you get a lot more room, I feel, dash-wise. Um, the thing that I like about them is the cameras. From mm. your, your, your and my body style to that, yeah, it's, it's like, like the overhead. night and day different. I mean, mine looks like, you know, I'm filling it with a potato, whereas, like, the other ones are, like, really clear. And then when you use the turn signals, if you got the trailer, it pops up on, the like, your, your, your side of your truck. 
yeah. on the screen, which is nice. So there's a lot of cool stuff that have come out with technology-wise. But I, I think they're probably just as good as ours. I just personally like that body style better than the yeah, I think ones. it looks. I think it looks really good. It, it's a little tougher looking. Yeah, it's it to me. It's like what the OBS from the 90s is. Yeah. It's going to be that sought-after body and, style. Well, mine's like the Denali with every option besides sunroof. Oh, really? So it's like But perfect. do you even use the sunroof? No, who I'm glad the... it doesn't have the sunroof. Yeah, but who would do if it did, would you? No, I would never. I never truck. I hate them because working at the dealership, all they were was leaks, you mm-hmm. know, and, and oh, it didn't work or it stopped halfway. So I have one on mine. I don't even use it. That's cause... one thing about the wagons, too. If you have a slick top wagon. Uh-huh. Super sought oh, after. Yeah. Because like there's there's a PDF on the wagons on like how many were made. Uh-huh. And like you can go down the line and see like options. Oh, okay. And like once you get to like black stick shift no cook- black no. interior. It's like one without a sunroof. <laughs> it's like one guy. Really? And then there's like this plum crazy plum color. Really? And there's two of them. I didn't even know there was that color. <laughs> yeah. There's wow. only two of them that they made in a wagon. It's kind of cool to see the PDF of how few they made. Right. And especially once you do black interior and it's like, man, people order white, like black car with a white interior. I'm not a fan of light colored interior in anything. No. Like I couldn't own a Tesla because all those are are white, white. You know what I mean? Yeah. And we work on cars, so you get in there and it would just get dirty. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't trust it that much. Well, this was a nice, fun conversation about (laughs) roasting GM a little bit. Yeah, yeah, we we did that. Poor decisions. So... (laughs) I think we could wrap it up there. Cool. Um, we didn't really even talk about fabrication stuff at yeah, all. Yeah, we but didn't. <laughs> <laughs> we'll leave it there. Yeah. So, guys, um, Brad Vasco, check him out. Vasco Speed, full-time fabricator now. So yep. if you need anything built in the um, Missouri area, yep. I guess you'd say, right? A yeah, Kansas City. Kansas. Greater Kansas City area. I do area. a lot of stuff from Omaha, too, so Nebraska. So. Yeah, people will trailer to a good fab shop. Yeah. So. That's how I always feel. I'll go. I'll go four hours if it's a good fab shop. Yeah. yeah. Versus the guy that's local. Yeah. <laughs> but, dude, thanks for coming on. Yep, Super fun. Appreciate it. Check him out. Vasco Speed and Performance. Uh, that'll do it, guys. Thanks for watching. We will see you next time. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.